right, good morning, world. Pastor Eli James here from uh, slushy, drizzly, rainy, cold, wet, damp Arkansas. It's uh, it's a really gloomy morning, but that's okay. Uh, it's a gloomy world. Uh, good morning, Dan. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing good from rainy, gloomy Florida. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's better than Gaza, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, because you'd be walking on bloody streets if you're in Gaza. I just want to mention that uh, on the front page of Eurofolk Radio, I posted a video about Hamas, you know, the creation of the Israeli state. It has turned against its master. There is a, an outstanding video by Scott Ritter where he analyzes the situation. He just comes out, and, and I can't believe this is on YouTube. YouTube is permitting all kinds of anti-Israeli uh, videos up. And, I bet they'll uh, pull them before long, though. Yeah, uh, un- unless, uh, unless uh, I don't know what the story is, uh, because they never used to allow that. M- maybe they'll allow my videos up again. Wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, and these people are, are definitely coming out and blaming Jews for being white. Uh, well, sure, not white. Jewish supremacists, right? I mean, even Jewish people are coming out and saying that now, that the Israeli state is an apartheid Jewish supremacist country. And, oh, but what Scott Ritter has to say in that video is unbelievable. He says, is the IDF that mowed down all of those Israeli citizens, not Hamas, it was the IDF itself, because... The um, well, here's what happened. You have to you have to watch that, preferably after our show. He says that Hamas invaded the command center of uh, of the Israel, okay, and uh, they got all the passwords and uh, the IDs of, of people, and uh, they 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 basically murdered all the female employees that were employed at the at the time, and. Uh, the, the the Israeli state has been totally compromised, and and Bibi Netanyahu has only got a four percent approval rating in Israel. That's even worse than Biden. Yeah, how can you be worse than Biden, right? So you got to watch that video. And plus, uh, he also toward the end he talks about how smaller countries in the Middle East. Are disrupting the uh, the chain of commerce by preventing ships from going through the Straits of uh, I forget what it is t- toward the bottom of the Red Sea as it dumps into uh, yeah that might be uh, uh, but uh, so you have all of these renegade states and uh, Huta I guess they're called or Houthi which are independent uh, raiders that are disrupting commerce, costing the Israelis billions of dollars in shipping fees and late deliveries and stuff, that uh, there's a silent war going on against the Israeli state by parties that that have no government, (laughs) right? Yeah, and Jews around the world are catching, catching it for what Israel is doing. And even Jews here in America and elsewhere are complaining, hey, you're going too far. Um, you make us look bad, right? <laughs> the Israeli state. Yeah. Well, well, haven't they supported the Israeli state and kept silence about the massacre, the genocide that's going on in Palestine for seventy-five years? Haven't they? Haven't these Jews kept silent about that? Right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only reason they're they're worried now is because, yeah. like you said, it's just making making them look bad at this point. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it, is, it is. And they are definitely going to try to suck America into a, another war. However, oh, yeah, no Scott, doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. But Scott Ritter says, we can't afford to another war. The world is simply tired. Only the Jews have more taste for blood. Uh, other countries in the world are not interested in another war. They just aren't. And it's not going well in uh, Ukraine either, okay? Um, they've destroyed all of the... Uh, the adrenochrome uh, labs in Ukraine, Russia targeted a couple of those recently, and uh, it's just falling apart. And Zelensky came to America uh, looking for funds, but he's not getting any. 
you know, how much more, how much more can we give, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. How, how much more can the American taxpayer give to the international Jew who can make all the money? I guess the, the Rothschild strategy is here. Well, if we can tax money out of people, then that will cause the inflation rate not to soar, right? Otherwise, we have to print more money to pay for more war. Okay. Oh yeah, well that's the only reason we have taxes anyway is to hide the hyperinflation that's, that's created. That's right. Yeah. With all this yeah. money printing. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean I've been praying that uh, the white race never gets involved in a white on white war ever again, right? So, uh, you know, in the meantime they've been importing illegal aliens into all our white countries to destroy us that way. But, uh, you know, even, I think Denmark has uh, put an end to uh, immigration, non-white immigration. Uh, I think that's going to start a trend. So, and uh, it reminds me of the book of Obadiah, where it, in the middle verses there, it says, all of your allies, all of your confederates will turn against you. I think that's coming uh, true right before our very eyes. The Israeli oh, state. yeah, Obadiah is a prophecy against uh, Edom. That's correct. That's correct. And the Jews are Edom, all right? Yeah, yep. right, yeah. No, I, I don't want to be a Chicago. They in their yeah. own documents. Right. So I'm glad I, I'm not in Chicago shoveling snow. Down here, it's more like mud. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's, it's still better than Chicago winters. Oh, man. Blizzards. Blizzards every year. At least two or three blizzards every year. But nothing like 67 and 78 where we had two feet of snow and it uh, paralyzed the city for a week or more, right? Nothing like that. I've never even seen two feet of snow. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll never forget the, in 67, I had just bought a, a, a Kawasaki motorcycle, right? And so I looked around. No vehicles were moving because you can't, you can't drive through two feet of snow. There weren't even any plows to plow the street okay so i got on my motorcycle i said well if i fall over i'll just I'll fall into the snow i won't get hurt right and that's exactly what happened so i i drove into a main uh, intersection at ashland and, and and belmont and there was only pedestrian traffic people just walking around out of curiosity to see how much snow there was everywhere and uh, so I was riding around on my motorcycle having a great old time. <laughs> right? So anyway, you can tell I'm used to the cold. Cold doesn't bother me. All right. Okay, so let's get to it. Isaiah chapter 20. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. last week we covered <clears throat> 17, 18, and 19, which were really just uh, prophecies against uh, Damascus and Cush and Egypt. But... There was a little bit of a glimmer of hope where in chapter 19 it said Egypt, Assyria, and Israel would be blessed eventually. So okay. now we come to chapter 20. Verse 1, in the year that Tartan, who was a uh, commander-in-chief to King Sargon, when Sargon, the king of Assyria, sent him and fought against Ashdod and took it. Oh, hold on. There's um, In uh, Esword, there's a note here. Tartan. Tartan was one of the generals of Sennacherib, who it is probable is here called Sargon, and in the book of Tobit, Sacerdonus, and Sacerdan, against, so I guess he's got several names, against whom... So are we talking about Sennacherib or Sargon here? Sargon. Well, Sargon is, it says here, uh, Tartan, it doesn't identify him uh, as a general for Sennacherib, not in the verse here, but has a note here in the Esword that Tartan was one of the generals of Sennacherib. And it's probably he's called him. Now, Sargon simply means uh, command, command, something like commander-in-chief, or a king, um, you know, like sergeant. You know, a sergeant is an officer. Sargon, mm-hmm. probably named after Sargon the Magnificent, uh, who... Uh, might have been Cain, but um, so here, uh, Tirhaka, king of Cush or Ethiopia, was in league with the king of Egypt. So it's just a historical footnote here that is in Esau telling us that Tartan was not the uh, you know, emperor of Assyria, but he was a general. Okay, the right, general. Back, yeah. yeah, back to you. Okay, and this just 
for geographical location. So we're taught this Ashdod is actually just a, a city that's right on the coast of the Mediterranean in the land of Judah. So right. okay. that's one thing I really want to do is, is get an, a Bible atlas where I can see all of these different. Yeah. Well, do that. <laughs> keep <clears throat> keep help it on your anyway. wall. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, verse 2. At the same time spake Yahweh by Isaiah, the son of Amos, saying, Go and loose the sackcloth from off thy loins, and put off thy shoe from thy foot. And he did so, walking naked and barefoot. Now, obviously, he's not walking completely naked here. Um, because this um, naked got... is um, uh, can mean partially or totally. Okay. So I think it's probably he took his, his uh, the burlap, or the upper garment that the okay. priest had to wear took that off and was walking around. Yeah, uh, yeah. At least that's what Clark's commentary states yeah, that okay. he was ordered to go without the upper garment or the rough okay. mantle that's commonly worn by prophets. Okay. Loincloth. <clears throat> Probably yes. three days to show that within three years, uh-huh. because in the Bible, many times a day for a year, um, that within three years, uh, uh, Within three years, that um, the town would be taken. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So. so these are short-term prophecies against various nations. Okay. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. it would be rough for Isaiah to walk around in just a loincloth for three years. It gets pretty cold in Palestine, <laughs> right? Yeah. It gets cold <laughs> there. So uh, yeah, I think you're right. It's probably just a day for a year here. Okay. Verse 3, and Yahweh said, like as my servant Isaiah has walked naked and barefoot three years for a sign and a wonder upon Egypt and upon Ethiopia or Cush, so shall the king of Assyria lead away the Egyptians prisoners and the Ethiopians captives, young and old, naked and barefoot, even with their buttocks uncovered (laughs) to the shame of Egypt. Uh, Now, okay. So we have to keep, bear in mind that these Egyptians and Ethiopians, Ethiopia means uh, sunburnt faces, that these are white people. These are not yes. Indians. These are not blacks, okay? They, blacks did not have the ability to have a nation. They had tribes, but no, no nation. Okay, back to you. And the Assyrians were white people as well. Of course they were, yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's I, I read, Asher. They were very cool, actually. Very, And they would put no uh, hooks through their captives noses hmm. when they would take them away yeah wow yeah yeah okay treat people like so, animals I, yeah, yeah so i mean you know i mean i know you mentioned a couple of weeks ago about um we're saying why why were so many white people you know why were there so many bad white people i think it's because um not i mean all israelites are white but not all white people are israelites right so um, <clears throat> not that all white be. people are righteous, no matter what tribe they're from. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. just the reality. Okay. Yeah. Verse 5. And they shall be afraid and ashamed of Ethiopia, their expectation, and of Egypt, their glory. And the inhabitant of this isle shall, shall say in that day, Behold, such is our expectation whether we flee for help to be delivered from the king of Assyria, and how shall we escape? <clears throat> so that concludes chapter 20. Okay. How shall we escape? It's kind of, how shall we escape our captivity today? Right? We, we don't pray hard enough. All right? Okay. But there is a timetable. Uh, I have to say, I've been saying it a lot recently that it doesn't look like the Israeli state is going to last much longer. All of their uh, the best laid plans of mice and Jews come to naught, and that's what's happening, folks. However, they they will try to provoke World War III just to unburden themselves. You know, if they get everybody involved in it, then they they won't be the the, or the looking glass or the lens won't be focused on them. It'll be focused on every, everywhere else, which is a typical tactic of the Jews, right? Is to blame everybody else. But now nobody wants to join them in their war. So, you know, but they have the Samson option. 
right? And, mm-hmm. and, and Scott Ritter talks about there's like an internal uh, memo, let's call it that, there, the, um, any Jewish citizens who get in the way, uh, they, they will be killed because the, we have to, if the uh, IDF is looking for a target and Jewish citizens get in the way, they will just kill all them to, so they can get at the target. And that's what, that's what he says is happening, that uh, the initial October 7th massacre, that's what happened. He says it was all the IDF soldiers killed their own citizens to get at a particular target, right? So, and of course, the Jewish media blames Hamas. No, it wasn't Hamas. It was the IDF forces themselves that killed all these Israeli civilians. Back to you. All, all right. right. Babylon is Chef. fallen, is fallen. <laughs> all right. The thing is, where are they going to go? They're probably yeah. just going to come here. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe we could put a blockade around New York City. <laughs> yeah, but then they'll go everywhere else. I say let them go to New York City. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, let them go there and, and block, prevent them from getting to the rest of the country. Yeah, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, there's more probably more Jews in New York City than there are in the whole country of Israel. There and probably, what, Los Angeles? Another yeah, big yeah, hot and, and Miami. And Miami, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Chapter 21, entitled Fallen, Fallen is Babylon. The Burden of the Desert of the Sea, speaking of Babylon. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, that's the title given by Esau. Does that say it is? Yeah, by Esau. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that. All right, I'm not sure what they mean by that because you know it, that's true in the book yeah, of Revelation. Title, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> that's true in the book of Revelation because it's referring to Babylon the third beast and Babylon yeah. the eighth beast. But the eighth beast has, has not existed yet in, in these days. So I'm wondering if they're just lifting that from Revelation and plunking it here. Uh, but if that's the case, that's that's not good. You know, that's not good uh, commentary. All right, back to you. As whirlwinds in the south pass through, so it comes from the desert, from a terrible land. A grievous vision is declared unto me. The treacherous dealer deals treacherously, and the spoiler spoils. Go up, Elam, besiege Omedia. All the sighing thereof have I made to cease. <clears throat> so this is talking about the uh, Medes and the Persians here. Okay. Therefore are my loins filled with pain. Pangs okay. have taken hold upon me as the pangs of a woman that travails. I was bowed down at the hearing of it. I was dismayed at the seeing of it. My heart panted. Fearfulness affrighted me. The night of my pleasure has he turned into fear has he turned into fear unto me. Prepare the table, watch in the watchtower, eat, drink, arise ye princes, and anoint the shield. <clears throat> For thus has Yahweh the Lord Yahweh said unto me, Go set a watchman, let him declare what he sees. And he saw a chariot with a couple of horsemen, a chariot of asses and a chariot of camels. And he hearkened diligently with much heed. And he cried, a lion, my Lord, I stand continually upon the watchtower in the daytime, and I am set in my ward whole nights. And behold, here comes a chariot of men with a couple of horsemen. And he answered and said, Babylon is fallen is fallen. Oh, no, that's twice. It's in the, it's in the text. Okay. Well, I think it's talking about the Medes and the Persians coming and taking over, you know, they conquered the Babylonians. So okay. That's, oh, right. Okay. That, I think it is talking about that. Yeah. Well, and all yeah. the great, all the graven images of her gods, he has broken. Okay. There, so actually, uh, <clears throat> there were two incarnations of uh, Babylon um, in ancient times. And uh, the, the second was called Neo-Babylon. It didn't last very long, but uh, that's probably what's going on here. Okay, back to you. All right. Yeah. Uh, I hear something 
That's, that's, uh, that's my phone in the background. It'll, it'll stop. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's not the, the world coming to an end. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so verse 10. Oh, my threshing and the corn of my floor, that which I have heard of Yahweh of hosts, the God of Israel, have I declared unto you. What he's basically saying here is, oh, my downtrodden people crushed on the threshing floor. I tell you what I've heard from Yahweh of hosts, the God of Israel. Yep. The burden of Duma. He calls to me out of Seir. Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? So what this is is the burden against Duma. One way saying is one calls to me from Seir. And Duma is mentioned four times, actually, in the Bible. Okay. Yeah, um, in, a... in Psalms, in Joshua, it's mentioned as a town in the highlands of Judah between Hebron and Beersheba. Mm-hmm. It's also mentioned as an emblematical designation of Eda, which is what it's doing here. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, Duma is also mentioned as an Ishmaelite tribe in Arabia back in Genesis. Oh, okay, yeah. Here it just says it's a tribe in the region of Arabia. But uh, you know, it doesn't identify you know what their origin is. So is, you think it's Ishmael, or it says somewhere it's they're Ishmaelites? I I think here it's it's it just it's talking about maybe Edom because it says call out of Seir. Okay. You know, watch what of the night, what of the night. So that's I don't know. That's my best my best uh, okay. interpretation of it. Um. But they're not Israelites. It's, uh, oh, they, it could be, depending on, you know, because towns were captured and recaptured, right? So you never know who's living in that town at a particular time. Right. Uh, yeah, okay. So, but anyway, so, but uh, it's obvious that uh, the the judgment of Israel is occurring here, getting ready to be, um, is this before, the, yeah, this, uh, or during there's a time when the Israelites, the 10 northern tribes, are being taken captive. I think, um, let's see here. Let me go in the chat room and look uh, <clears throat> uh, what the era is here. I think uh, 6, uh, 611 B.C., inheritance of Edom. So uh, Swamp Fox has 611 B.C. And I think the uh, captivity of Judah occurred... Uh, 585 BC. Yeah, so yeah, this... have, yeah, that's what I have. 580, 584, 585. BC. Okay, and so the uh, captivity of the Israelites started uh, was before this. Okay, so we're in between the two captivities here. Okay, back to you. Yeah, verse 11. The burden. Oh wait, verse 12. I'm sorry. The watchman said, "The morning comes, and also the night. If you will inquire, inquire ye." return come so what he's saying is morning is coming but night will soon return if you wish to ask again then come back and ask Mm -hmm. verse 13 the burden upon arabia in the forest in arabia shall ye lodge O ye traveling companies of dedanon and dedan were the descendants of cush per genesis chapter 10 verse 7 from keturah for Genesis okay. 25. Okay. So they're, they're Shemites. <laughs> yep. They're descendants of Abraham. Okay. Yep. The inhabitants of the land of Tema brought water to him that was thirsty. They prevented, they prevented with their bread him that fled. So what it's saying here is that the people of Tema were bringing water to these thirsty, weary refugees. Right. And Tema was the name of a son of Ishmael, per Genesis 25, verse 15, and First Chronicles chapter 1, verse 30. Okay, so here's, <clears throat> and, an arch, uh, here's an archaic use of the word prevented. Not sure what uh, the KJV... Pre- what's that? I think it means preceded, doesn't it? Prevented yeah. means pre- preceded. Yeah, I'm looking at it yeah, to project, that is precede. Hence, to anticipate, hasten, meet, come, go before. So this it doesn't have the meaning of the modern word prevent, which would be to obstruct, right, and stop. 
So here it's saying to project, that is, precede, so and anticipate. So they actually came out, came out to meet them is what, what this really means. Mm-hmm. Uh, any reader of the KJV would not get that impression when they read the word prevent. No, it's an old, old yeah. word. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Back to you. And this Tima, it's, uh, I also have here in some notes that I was, different things I was reading, it's located, because I am just like to know where everything's at, um, located in what's now Saudi Arabia, uh-huh. and about 200 miles north of a place called El Medina, and some 40 miles south of Duma, now known as El Jaf, J-A-U-F, in northern Saudi Arabia. It is on the ancient caravan road connecting the Persian Gulf, which is east of Saudi Arabia, with the Gulf of Aqaba, which is actually where the Israelites crossed mm-hmm. when they were leaving Egypt, right? which is northwest of Saudi Arabia. where the and um, Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so the Silk, yeah, <laughs> excuse me, the Silk Road would have gone through Alexandria, and through Jerusalem, up the coast towards Turkey, and then points east. Okay, that that's the uh, Silk Road that uh, all of these caravans would have followed. So mm-hmm. uh, it would have been difficult for these caravans to get through when there's a, in a time of war like this. Would have been very difficult. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Verse fifteen: For they fled from the swords, from the drawn sword, and from the bent bow. And from the grievousness of war. Crossfire. <laughs> yeah. Right? <clears throat> the, for thus has the Lord said unto me, within a year, according to the years of a hireling, and all the glory of Kedar shall fail. So within one year, the glory of Kedar was going to, which was located along that, I guess, trade route okay. will be gone. And Kedar is another son of Ishmael. Yep. Okay. And the residue of the number of archers, the mighty men of the children of Kedar, shall be diminished. For Yahweh, God of Israel, has spoken it. Okay. (laughs) If he says it, it's going to (laughs) happen. It's going to (laughs) happen. Right. Nothing anybody can do about it. Well, I said individuals might escape if they pray hard enough. But uh, the nation is a goner. All right. Mm-hmm. An oracle concerning Jerusalem, chapter 22. Yep. The burden of the Valley of Vision, speaking of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Um, what aileth thee now, that thou art wholly <laughs> gone up to the housetops? So why is everyone running to the housetops? Yeah, to <clears throat> see if the invaders are coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, they're coming. What do we do? Hi. And that's something, that's something I was never aware of for a long time, that back then, in those days, people would go to the tops of their houses. And, uh-huh. And look. Uh, you yeah. know, and look. for Yeah. Well, even if you're in a city of Jerusalem, maybe your housetop would enable you to peer over the wall, right, to see what's going on outside the wall, at least mm-hmm. at a great distance. So, uh, yeah, you could see the hordes, you know, like locusts yeah. charging at the city. That yeah. would be a fearful sight. Verse 2. <laughs> that are full of stirs, a tumultuous city, a joyous city. Thy slain men are not slain with the sword, nor dead in battle. In other words, your town is so full of, of commotion and right. revelry. <clears throat> yeah, but your slain were not killed by the sword, and they didn't die in battle. Uh huh. Yeah, they died slower, <laughs> slow death. <Yeah. laughs> right. And stir it means to stir up, a crashing or a loud clamor, noise, shouting, stirring. Okay, that's what it means. Okay. Okay. All thy rulers are fled together; they are bound by the archers. All that are found in thee are bound together, which had which have fled from afar. So it's saying, I guess, all your leaders have fled together, mm-hmm. been captured. Right. I was going to say that they're rounded up and, and they're held in place by archers. Don't move or we'll kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Okay. That's, that's what's happening in Gaza. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Verse 4. Therefore said I, look away from me. I will weep bitterly. Labor not to comfort me because of the spoiling of the daughter of my people. <clears throat> so I guess Isaiah speaking here, he's saying, look away from me. Let me weep bitter tears. Mm-hmm. Do not labor to comfort me concerning the destruction of my people. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Nothing we can do, yeah. Mm-hmm. For it is a day of trouble and of treading down and of perplexity by Yahweh, God of hosts, in the valley of vision, breaking down the walls and of crying to the mountains. Can you imagine how perplexed a lot of these Israeli Jews are with the revelations that the IDF mowed down their own people? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the Jewish people don't understand that the Zionists don't give a damn about them. They're just pawns in the game. <laughs> That's all they are. They're right. much better off than we are. That's right. And, yeah. You know. So. Yeah. So uh, their leadership is not a leadership at all. They might. Well, and uh, Scott Ritter and many others are saying that Gaza is nothing but a concentration camp. But you'll never ha- mm-hmm. hear that from mass media. You know, they, they keep on promoting the lie. That somehow yeah. Gaza is a powerful military <laughs> machine, right? And it, that's just a lie. It never was. It never was a truth. So uh, we can pray. We've been praying for the. I've been praying for the Muslim hordes to all get on their camels and swoop down on Israel and put an end <laughs> to it. Okay. I'll even provide the camels. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right, let's continue. Things we've been saying, we are in the end times. We don't have much time left. Okay, three or four years at the most, I would say. Okay, let's let's continue. Verse five: For it is a day of trouble and of treading down, and of perplexity by Yahweh God of hosts in the valley of vision, breaking down the walls and of crying to the mountains. So. Cries of death are echoing from the mountainsides. Now, here's another uh, inversion of the the text uh, naming Yahweh. Okay, so sometimes YHWH is translated as God, and that's what it is here. And they do that because the word before it is uh, Adonai, okay, which also means Lord, okay, or Master. So instead of Yahweh Elohim, it's Master Yahweh. So they invert and they translate Yahweh as God. And they do that primarily in the book of Isaiah. And they have to do that because otherwise it would be Lord, Lord. And that, that would be confusing to people. Well not, well, not necessarily. I mean, Lord, Lord, you could uh, think of that as a uh, an ejaculation. That we're shouting, Lord, Lord, come and save us, right? But uh, but it's translated from two different words, but they invert the usual. It's usually uh, Yahweh Elohim, but in this case, it's Adonai Elohim. I'm sorry, Adonai Yahweh. Okay, all right, back to you. Okay. Yeah. Verse 6, And Elam bare the quiver with chariots of men and horsemen, and Kerr uncovered the shields. In other words, yeah. the Elamites are the archers, and the men yeah. of Kerr are holding up the shields. Yeah, and I should say, it just points out the inconsistency of translation by the KJV. Yeah, you really have to go through it mm-hmm. carefully, the whole, the whole yeah, Bible. Yeah, right. And you virtually have to identify every single word to see, did they get this right or not? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's how bad and, the KJV. It, it hurts. It hurts um, Christianity because people say, "Oh, we'll see if you you can't depend on it. It's it's not. That's why the the Bible's not true. But it is true. It's just you've got to go through it and do these yeah. these yeah. Um, translations a, and make sure the, it was translated yeah, correctly. The King James perversion. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Verse seven. And it shall come to pass that thy choicest valleys shall be full of chariots, and the horsemen shall set themselves in array at the gate. In other words, your choicest valleys are going to be full of chariots, and the Man. horsemen will be at the gates. Yeah, <clears throat> right. Yeah, so no, no, not much chance for refugees, right? 
No. So you're trapped, and there's not much you can do. And these choicest valleys are uh, the valleys of Gibeon, Raphaim, and Hinnom. Mm -hmm. Hinnom and Je Jehoshaphat, which encircled Jerusalem on the west and south. And, um, yeah, it's just what it's showing here is a painting a vision of uh, the Assyrian army getting ready to make their attack coming right. up through these valleys. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, and Rephaim was a tribe of giants that, uh, now, maybe just the territory, I think that the giants were pretty much wiped out by this point in history. David, you know, fighting Goliath, who was of the tribe of Gath, also a tribe of giants. So I would say by this time, most of these giants have been wiped out, but there may have been a remnant in the, in the hills, right? Probably not in the valleys, but where would they get their food, <laughs> right? Unless they were cannibals. They'd have to go down into the valley to get food. So there are probably still a few giants wandering around. But for the most part, they would have been pretty much gone by now. Okay. Yeah. Verse 8, and he discovered the covering of Judah. And thou didst look, what, thou didst look in that day to the armor of the house of the forest. In other words, Judah's defenses have been stripped away and you right. run to the armory for your weapons. Right. And this house of the forest was um, a palace that Solomon had originally um, built back okay. in 1 Kings chapter 7, verses 2 through 5. It was called the Palace of the Forest of Lebanon. It was 150 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. So oh, this him. was what was used as the armory. Oh, okay. In, that when Solomon built it back mm -hmm. in the day. Okay. I was going to say maybe for his 900 wives. But, uh, <laughs> Could be. Let me hide behind my 900 wives, okay? <laughs> I'll dress like a woman. <laughs> maybe they won't notice my beard. <laughs> All right. Um, verse, where was that? Verse 9. You have, you have seen also the breaches of the city of David, that they are many, and you gathered together the waters of the lower pool. So um, what it's saying here is um, they're preparing, the defenses are being prepared is what, what they're mm -hmm. doing here. Well, you have lower... also seen... And you have numbered the houses of Jerusalem, and the houses have you broken down to fortify the wall. In other words, they're tearing down houses to prepare the Defense wall. Is up, right. You made also a ditch between the two walls for the water of the old pool, but you have not looked unto the maker thereof, neither had respect unto him that fashioned it long ago. Okay. So they're building a reservoir for water from the old pool, but they don't ask for Yahweh's help in any of this. They're not right. looking for his help. Yeah, it's like Christians today. <laughs> yeah, we're right? smarter than yeah. God. We don't need his help. Yeah, I mean, how much does the average Judeo-Christian pray? Uh, they yeah, pray when they're in church. That, that's about it. Right? <laughs> yeah, there might be a, a few that are actually serious uh, about you know connecting with god as they call him with yahweh on a daily basis probably just a few but most of us just go about, about our daily chores and activities and curse <laughs> and hurl curses at our you know what's going on in the world right without consulting with yahweh and not even reading their bibles either okay mm -hmm. very very little of that outside of the the um the, the meetings in the church. Okay. I know one thing. Studying the Bible is work. It's hard it, it work. Is. Yeah, yeah. You can't just I mean, gloss through it. Yeah. You you got to especially these these um like Isaiah. This is one of the toughest books. I think this and Revelation. Right. I mean really all of them, but you got to go back and look up the meanings of these old words and then right. you know, you got to read it in context. It takes a lot of studying. It's not just like yeah. picking up a you know, a, a, a novel or whatever and, and reading it. Yeah. And I think yeah. a lot of people, they'll, they don't, they don't read it from the beginning. They don't read the Bible from the beginning to end. They, they, they'll pick cherry pick verses 
somewhere in the middle of the book, taking them totally out of context. And then they say, oh, gosh, you know, look how how messed up the Bible is. And no, it's not. You just have to read it in yeah. order and in context. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll be getting to the book of Daniel fairly soon. We still have uh, Jeremiah, Lamentations and Ezekiel. But uh, uh, the uh, when uh, we, Michael and I were doing a show on the Masoretic text, one of the critics of the Masoretic text said, the, uh, the, the Masoretes deliberately messed up the order of the book of Daniel to, in order to prevent a, a full understanding of that book, right? And so why would the Jews do that, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they, for, number one, they hate the book of Daniel because it so excellently prophesies the coming of Messiah, right, to the year. And, uh, and it's all about Messiah, really, toward the latter half of the book of Daniel. And, and so is Isaiah, Okay, so uh, the the Masoretes tried to suppress all of these prophecies, but you know, fortunately, they couldn't figure out, you know, that these in fact were prophecies of the Messiah. That uh, we couldn't figure it out. Even the uh, what do you call it? Even the uh, apostles didn't realize that Yahshua was the Messiah until after he was crucified. Right? Mm-hmm. They couldn't figure that out. So how, how could the Jews figure it out? Right? All right, back to you. All right, verse 12. And in that day did the Lord God of hosts call to weeping and to mourning and to baldness and to girding with sackcloth. And, um, of course, these are signs of of what they used to do in mourning with uh, baldness and and putting on sackcloth. Yeah, shave their heads. Shave their heads, yeah. Yeah, and throw dust all over themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Ashes, you know, uh, uh, it doesn't say anything about ashes in this one, but uh, but yeah, that was typical, you know, form of mourning, and and uh, you say we we're in trouble, we're in trouble, so you might as well cover your head with dust already, <laughs> because <laughs> the horses when they and the chariots when they ride, they're going to cover you with dust anyway. All right, verse uh, thirteen. <clears throat> And behold, joy and gladness, saying oxen, uh, slaying oxen and killing sheep, eating flesh and drinking wine. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we shall die. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, let's party so, hardy because we're going to die yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, so who cares? I mean, yeah. let's don't be sad about anything. Yeah. Let's just, let's. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Not, not much hope there, is there? Okay. So no, no, no preparation for for uh you know survival they're not survivalists okay and it was revealed in my ears by yahweh of hosts surely this iniquity shall not be purged from you till you die oh say it yahweh god okay. lord god of hosts amen so um <clears throat> the sin of uh turning a call to repentance into an excuse for rioting and drunkenness <laughs> is one and which god will not pardon yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, we don't need an excuse to party. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got all this wine stored up. Let's drink it before we die. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to let good wine go to There waste, you go. Right? There you go. <laughs> all right. Thus saith Lord God of hosts, Go get thee unto this treasurer, even unto Shebna, which is over the house, and say, what hast thou here, and whom hast thou here, that thou hast hewed thee out a sepulchre here, as he that hews him out a sepulchre on high, and that grave, graveth a habitation for himself in a rock? So it appears that this, uh, this Shebna was in a high position, uh-huh. and um, it gave him control over the treasury, and um, mm-hmm. he was using his influence to um, carve out these big uh, sepulchers like kings would get. Okay, right. So and, in honor uh, of himself, apparently. Yeah, all for himself to glorify himself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Look at all the money I control. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, sounds like uh, the Treasury Department. 
<laughs> we have today. No, 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 you still have to pay taxes despite all the billions we have in the treasury. But to, even today, there's no billions in the treasury. It, it's empty, just like Fort Knox. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I think the Rothschilds have all that gold. Oh, yeah, they sure do. Uh, where about that? Verse 16. Oh, no, I did that. Behold, Yahweh will carry thee away with a mighty captivity and will surely cover thee. <clears throat> he will surely violently turn and toss thee like a ball into a large country. There shalt thou die, and there the chariots of thy glory shall be the shame of thy Lord's house. So Shebna's going to get what's coming to him for all his um, selfishness and grandiose uh, mm -hmm. uh, sepulcher that he carved out for himself to try to make himself look big and important. Right. Yeah. We're supposed to glorify Yahweh, not ourselves. <clears throat> Amen. He will surely violently, okay, I got that one, and I will drive thee from thy station, and from thy state shall he put thee down. <clears throat> and it shall come to pass in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, and I will clothe him with thy robe and strengthen him with thy girdle, and I will commit thy government into his hand, and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. Yeah. So okay, y'all so, is going to put yeah, a humble man in this yeah, position. Right. <laughs> but we can see that the corruption of the government of the house of Judah had to be pretty bad, okay? As it is today. I yeah. Mean, you know, we have all kinds. Uh, the vast majority of Israelites in the world today are not law-abiding Israelites. They're they're materialists, okay? And the same type of judgment is going to come upon them if they don't repent. All right, that that's the way it is, folks. That's the way it's always <laughs> been, and we're seeing that happening right here in ancient Judah. All right, back to you. Yeah, we could put all, I mean, all this applies to today as well. I mean, That's it may right. have happened thousands of years ago, but same thing's going on today. Nothing yeah. nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. This, history repeats itself constantly. And we. And the other all, part of that saying, we don't learn anything from history ever, right? Nope. Yeah, but that's why we have to study it, to, to learn from exactly. our mistakes. Yep. Yep. And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, speaking of this Hilkiah. Mm -hmm. So he shall open and none shall shut, and he shall shut and none shall open. And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place, and he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. And they yeah. shall hang upon him all the glory of his father's house, the offspring and the issue, all the vessels of small quantity, from the vessels of cups, even to all the vessels of flagons. Mm -hmm. In that day, saith Yahweh of hosts, shall the nail that is fastened in the sure place be removed and be cut down and fall, and the burden that was upon it shall be cut off, for Yahweh has spoken it. Okay, and a flagon is one of those uh, bottles made of hide or some sort of skin, right? So it could, it could contain just about anything. From water to wine and who knows what else. So oil, yeah. Oil. So everything <laughs> everything is up for grabs. So better mm -hmm. yeah. So well it's kinda like the uh, Feast of Tabernacles where we have to prepare for the end. All right. But most of the Israelites and that's here, the Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that's another thing we don't do. You know, we don't follow the the feast days. Mm -hmm. Instead, we make up our own holidays. You yeah, know, right. New Year's and <laughs> Easter yeah. and Halloween and uh, Halloween, Valentine's day, day, Valentine's Day, Sweetest Day. That's another day like Valentine's Day that they invented. Uh, a couple of months later, I, I don't know, what, you know who invented that. Oh, what's that one that the uh, the black guy invented for had a uh, holiday for blacks. Martin Luther King. No, no, this is uh, oh, I forget the name of it. 
it wasn't highlighted this year. Usually it gets all kinds of publicity. Some some black guy who was a murderer and spent time in jail invented a uh, a holiday specifically around Christmas time for black people. I forget what it's called. But really, uh, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know anything about that. Yeah, 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 and uh, okay. maybe it's gone out of style <laughs> with all the I hope so. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's just another made-up holiday, right? Okay. Yeah, I think he just made it up so he could get donations, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. He's a, he's the black Jesus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Chapter twenty-three: The Burden of Tyre. Howl, ye ships of Tarshish, for it is laid waste, so that there is no house, no entering in. From the land of Chittim, it is revealed to them. So this Tyre, that was um, a big trading center back in the day. Right. Yeah, at this point in history, it's... uh totally over, you know, even if there are a lot of Israelites, let's say the, the falsely called Phoenicians. Phoenician is a um, word applied to that area by the Greeks, but it was primarily Israelites of the tribes of Dan, Asher, trying to think who else. But uh, you know, obviously Tyre was ruled over by Hiram, and Hiram was a Yahweh believer, and he assisted David and Solomon in the building of the, you know, of the city of Jerusalem and the, and the temple, of course. So, but it, not short, not long after Hiram, it became, because it was a pagan area and those Israelites were all paganized, okay? Mm-hmm. So it became a, a paganized area of Israelites and it didn't, you know, the Yahweh worship didn't last much longer after Hiram. And that's where Jezebel came from. And, uh, of course, what's her name? Um, uh, Athaliah who uh, was, may or may not have been a descendant of Jezebel. I don't think she was, because uh, she, she's de- described as a, uh, a descendant of Omri. So she may have been a sister of Ahab, who married Jezebel, but not a direct descendant of Jezebel. So, uh, but, uh, you know, and she wound up marrying a, a king of Judah, and she exterminated all of the, the, the Judahite heirs, except for one, right? I mean, I mean, talk about bloodthirsty. I mean, the the history of Israel and Judah is nothing but bloodshed. Okay? Yeah. Nothing but bloodshed, time and time again. Uh, so, uh, and the same is true for the Israelites. So, uh, how can, uh, the, the remnant is always few and far between. Always. All right? As it was then, and probably is will be at the judgment day as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Where were you? <laughs> where, where were uh, we? <laughs> yeah, we're on verse one, talking about Tyre. It says, uh, "Oh, okay. wail for the trading ships of Tarshish to wail because the rumors that you've heard wow. in this okay. land of Chittim, which is also known as Cyprus, mm-hmm. is revealed to." Well, we have the uh, same uh, thing, you know, going on today with uh, as uh, as we talked about earlier that uh, these little uh, pipsqueak countries <laughs> and, and uh, fledgling enemies of Israel are disrupting the shipping uh, of Kyrgyzstan, where it's cost, they have to go a, a, a around the Horn of Africa, right? <laughs> to, and then across the Mediterranean Sea to deliver their goods instead of coming up the Red Sea, mm-hmm. all right? So and their their ships are lining up to go through there and they can't get through there because they've got rockets, right? Well, who sold them the rockets? Yeah, yeah, the Israelis. Yeah. Okay. So all of their all of their plans are beginning to backfire. They have created their own enemies, and it's coming back to bite them where it hurts, and it hurts bad. All right, that's that's the state of the world, folks. But this is what because the the children of the devil are so evil that they you know they don't look at the long term effects of their greed and violence, mm-hmm. right? They don't look at those. They're like, oh, hey, we can make money selling rockets to these Arabs down 
<laughs> down at the Horn of Africa. Mm-hmm. So, and then we can use that money to oppress Palestinians and control our Congress and blah, 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 and make more war elsewhere. That's basically their mindset. That's their mindset. Short-term money-making yeah. right. mindset. And Cain means greed, to get, to accumulate, to acquire. So they're following, and by the way, there are still uh, vagabonds and fugitives in the world. They have temporarily taken uh, Palestine, but it's not going to last much longer. So so what, what does the international, well, they, go ahead. Yeah. That land was stolen. I said that land That's was right. just stolen and given to them. Right, yeah, they took it. They never had a country of their own. No, they never have and they never will because they are still vagabonds and fugitives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and Yahweh's not going to allow them to to take that country over permanently. It's not. He's not going to allow it. And so there's so much trouble in the Israeli state with, with the uh, Jews fighting amongst themselves over which sect should have total power, you know, over the Knesset, right, that uh, there's no way that these Jews who are such, uh, they're abominable creatures. They, they have what is, no, that, what is that Knesset that you mentioned? What is that? Oh, that's, that's, that's the Israeli uh, House of Parliament, so-called, okay. right, the Knesset. That, that's where all the Jews argue with each other, <laughs> right? The only thing they agree upon is how many Palestinians they should kill on a given day. That's the only thing they ever agree upon. And they're, mm-hmm. they're arguing worse than we do about the true meaning of the Bible, right? And they have their, you know, and here you have Edom pretending to be Israel, uh, p- pawning themselves off on the world as Israelites when they're not even close. But th- what do you expect from Edomites? Okay. Right. Yeah. And there's one, uh, uh, there's one verse in scripture, so maybe it's not scripture, but maybe it'd be a commentary on Canaanites, that they actually prefer to be ruled over by an outside king, right, which turned out to be Esau, okay, because they're always fighting amongst themselves so badly that they need to have somebody dominate over them and take take control of this wild animal called, called Edom and Canaan, right, Canaanites. Mm-hmm. And that, we're still there today. There's no way they can discipline themselves. That, that's the plain fact of the matter. Because yeah. as Yahshua said, you're a den of vipers, and vipers can't 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 govern themselves. They're governed by their emotions and their appetites. There is no honor among thieves. That's right. That's right. All all of the uh, cliches apply to Kyrgyzstan, and uh, yeah, there's no way you can you know, have a kingdom of vipers uh, in a peaceful setting. There's just no way. All right. Okay, well, we're running out of time, so good job. We're try, trying to do our best to give the historicity of these prophecies by Isaiah. And, of course, if Yahweh predicts it, it comes true. And Babylon is fallen, is fallen, folks. All right, thanks for listening. Thank you, Dan. Take care, thanks. everybody. All right, here's the music. Bye-bye. See you next week. See you.